Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. No, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT. Clang. Hey everyone, welcome back to the RuPaul Drag Race recap show where we review. Will we review? Oh my god! It's already it starts. Yeah. Uh, hands up if you've had a drink of wine this morning. <laughs> where we where we review? Tom, what's wrong with me? You're doing what I usually do by the end of the podcast. Yeah. Usually I sound like Maniki Shame in the Dracula reunion. Dude, you're, we're different. You you know when Tom is drinking because it's a slow decline from sobriety to slurring. I, I start off really high quality and like lucid with really insightful opinions by the end I was like <laughs> by the end he's just like oh, what, what am I doing anyway uh, welcome back where we review I just can't see that word what is going on with you I can't where we recap 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 and have a look at one of our favourite shows RuPaul's Drag Race we and we're looking we at season 13 everyone already knows this but let me give you a quick recap Dr. Tom is a psychiatrist a, a renowned a world renowned <laughs> psychiatrist Highly sought after. Coast to coast. Who gives his time to this podcast pro bono? <laughs> yes, oh, I do. How many pro bonos do you want? Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just here. I just walked in. You're the energy. You're the, the joie de vivre. I'm, I'm the flamboyant. Uh, ag- ar- arrogant. <laughs> aggressive. Arrogant. Because you called me arrogant. <laughs> yeah, I'm the aggressive, the arrogant. The, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm performing. I love to give my opinions around that field. So uh-huh. together, we um, combine our powers. I feel like Captain Planet. We, are, we combine yeah. our powers Let and review powers one of our combine. favorite shows. And uh, we also are super fans, so we, we uh, are. like to have a kiki and a glass of wine while we're at it. So I would choose to have uh, <laughs> or a bottle. <laughs> we don't joke in the beginning when we, we say glass of wine or a bottle, it's a bottle. We really should be sponsored by Graham Norton at this point and his lovely Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, gosh. God, or any, or any June brand, really. Now, yeah. today I want to say it's the UK and it is sunny. It is sunny. Stunting. And this does not happen. Mm. So, uh... Global warming. <laughs> Climate control, guys. Uh, it should never be like this here in the UK. But hey, I'm loving it. And we've had a, like, we've been walking a lot. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> we know why. I've got a Fitbit now. Yeah, I'm that girl. You know that girl? That's me. Girl and I've got a Fitbit. And I'm just like, in. yeah, every, everything I've got like, oh my God, tell me about it. My mm. day's been, I mean, I did 3,000 steps <laughs> um, before breakfast and I'm really, really getting into it. Uh-huh. And oh my God, I burnt so many calories today. Oh, and it's just, I just feel so in. I feel like I'm in with the cool kids. <laughs> Today's episode, just so you know, today is going to be an acting challenge. And it's, so it's going one of to those be late season acting challenges, isn't it? A bit like the one in season five, uh, the um, the kind of Latina. What's your character? Yeah. Uh, a, a bitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, have you ever had one? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the. Um, you are mere oh, yeah, stupid yeah. of you thinking you can mess with oh, family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of have these these early season ones, like uh, in season six where they had the drag race me to hell, mm-hmm. um, or the uh, in season three they had the uh, sci fi one, the drag queens in space, and that was kind of like it's very very easy to get lost in the shuffle in those, and there's such a big cast, and they usually have two versions of a similar thing. The late season ones, because there's a much smaller cast, you really really do have to 
con- well, you've really got to shine because there's no place to hide. Yeah, that you know you're you're, you're one of five girls usually, and that's what we have this time. And they're doing it off. Honey, I shrunk. It's Honey, I shrunk the kids. Now we've seen the preview from last mm-hmm. week, which is why we know. But it's based off that um, Honey, I shrunk the kids. Did you? Yes. I remember being a young kid watching that with my family. Like you know, it was on TV. None of this DVD. None of this um, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, you know, it came on at eight o'clock. The advertisements on Monday to Friday, and uh-huh. then you base your life around <laughs> at eight PM on Saturday, yeah. where you and your family get ready. I remember watching Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and there was more mm. than one version of it, wasn't there? Well, they had Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and then Honey I Blew Up the Kid, because the premise is that uh, it's Rick Moranis as the lead, isn't it? You know, classic nineties family friendly fun, and he is a mad scientist who accidentally shrinks his children in the first one, and he, I think he blows one up makes one large in the second one i don't really remember seeing the second one but the first one i i remember it being one of those like saturday afternoon um one of those saturday afternoon films okay um it also reminds me of the magic school bus do you remember magic school bus and <laughs> no. she used to shrink the whole class she's this very eccentric juju type lady <laughs> very eccentric when i say eccentric think like tammy brown uh-huh. a, a teacher like tammy brown who um, teaches science and is very educational. And what she did um, in a few episodes is she would shrink you and okay. take you into the human body to explain how things work. Was this a cartoon or live action? Yeah, the magic school bus. You don't. I remember. I remember a show where people shrunk and went inside the human body, but it wasn't magic school bus. It was it the was magic there. school bus. That's what it was. So that's what they're going to be doing today. Today they're going to be. Uh... Was there a guy with a beard in that? No, there. It's a classroom. The kids. Tom. There's two. Two very separate things, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I'm thinking of something different. So today's going to be an acting challenge. We'll dive into that. Mm-hmm. I do want to say thank you so much to everyone who over the yes. past week has um, sent us in a review. Now, we didn't make so it. Much, we made it our goal. Yeah. We made it out like... It was our life mission. Yes. We wanted to get 20 reviews mm-hmm. um, to help our algorithms and also for our self-esteem. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we just needed our egos massaging a little bit. Because, you know, she's a cutter. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah, Tom, Tom's fixed me. <laughs> no, um, so we set on a goal and we had nine reviews over the week. And thank you so much, guys. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We are going to read all of these reviews out. Tom, to mm. your left, you can see a little box there. And in the boxes are all the reviews that I've uh, separated, written down, and so we get to put our hand in and pick out a review to read. <laughs> we're turning it into a game. Yes. So um, we're going to be reading it throughout the podcast, and you're probably wondering why. Why are, why are we not going to read out all the reviews in one segment? Because to those people who have not sent a review, you you cannot fast forward. <laughs> you cannot push that plus 30 seconds forward button. You cannot skip through. You have to listen to all of these, these reviews about us. You have to listen to how excellent i sorry we are <laughs> should we should we read a couple now yeah, yeah. yeah hold on so uh, i don't want to say that um i read out their names so that they know that we got the reviews mm-hmm. and that it will be read out during this podcast now it's sudi from san francisco uh-huh. we got cami from idaho chelsea smith from arkansas exodus and incense from usa we've got six million from ireland six million cecilia from australia we got Presley from the USA, and then there's two others, Mahi and JD Pottle, who didn't tell us where they're from. I think Mahi is a lovely lady who interacts with me on the Instagram. I'm not quite sure where she's from, but um, she's lovely and often okay. comments and sends messages. We've got all your reviews, and we're going to read them now and throughout the podcast. So, Tom, I'll give you the honors. Put your hand inside there. Oh, sound effects. I feel like I'm at, like, you know, like bingo. It's a tombola. 
Tom, and all the leagues, 11. Okay, so here we have, um, from Six Million in Ireland, these lads know their drag, a fun listen of drag punditry. Thank you very much, Six Million from Ireland. Oh, and I'll read out one now. <gasps> Gosh, oh it sounds like there's more in there. Yeah, it really ASMR. is. People are going to fall asleep to that noise. Next one we have here is, oh, from... Charles, Cecilia, Australia. Mm-hmm. At last, at last, last, at last, my love has come along. Sorry. <clears throat> at last, been searching and researching and finally found a drag race podcast that isn't just entertaining, lots are, but it's <laughs> questioning, open, unbiased, and with the right blend of wit and kindness. Thank you love so it. much. Thank you so much, Cecilia from Australia. We'll Tom, no, no, more. no, pause. Pause, Tom. We've got, we got a whole We've podcast. We've got nine to get through. So why don't we do three groups of three? <sighs> Maths. Go. Illiterate. <laughs> Last go one on. for now. Go Last on, one. Tom. You just go can't on, hear on, enough on. good stuff about yourself, okay. aren't you? Now, this lovely entry here, my go-to drag race recap show from Sudi in San Francisco. Um, just lots of lovely things here. The best. Dr. Tom knows his fashion. Barlow breaks down anything choreography related. They know their stuff. Ten stars. Thank you oh. so much. I abbreviated that a little bit, but thank you so much, Sudi. I hope we got the essence of it. Cool. So, um, everyone, thank you again for sending reviews. And if you can, please send reviews. Huh? We're accepting them. Again, a lot of people have been doing this, so thank you very, very much. Yeah. Um, Podchaser, if where you're listening to the podcast, if mm-hmm. you can't write a review there, if you go into Podchaser, you can write a review for us there, and yes. we will get it. So please do so there. Thank okay. you so much. Before we get into the episode, did you hear about that uh, Instagram Live by Miss Tamisha Iman? She's is coming, coming for, for you. Well, she's coming for Drag Race. She's, yeah. she's coming for Ru. Yo. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so Tamisha, um, I think she's obviously bound by her NDA at the moment, but Tamisha's got some tea to spill, which she can't wait to spill in full. And she's basically saying that, mm, as we know, there's a little bit of rigor mortis going on on season 13, um, which she would love to share with the world. And she's kind of blowing her chance at All Stars if she does this kind of thing, which makes me sad, but... Can't wait for the tell-all book by Tamisha Raman from the Aman Dynasty. She literally says that when the NDA finishes at 12 mm. o'clock at 12.01, <laughs> I am coming on Instagram Live and I'm spilling. That's the when essence, the book drops. <laughs> the essence is this, is it's rigged and I'm watching the same show everyone's watching. I was also there and there is some stuff going on production related mm-hmm. that I can't say, but I do want to say. And she's just like, yeah, she, she really is ready to spill and I'm, I'm ready for it. So please, please, whenever the NDA finishes, I want to hear it. Yeah. I'll be the first one there. We'll be like Jake Yonce. I think, I think Tamisha, um, like, unlike probably a lot of the other girls, doesn't feel like she owes a huge amount to the show in terms of success because she's got her own career behind her. So it's not like severing those ties will be particularly damaging to her. Yeah, exactly. So she can be a bit freer. Yeah, let's get into today's episode, yeah? So far we've got, I'll give out the queens who are here and their tops and bottoms or mm-hmm. whatever that is. We have Simone with four wins, yep. but she's lip-sync twice. So she's our roller coaster girl, isn't she? She's she had a couple of bottom placements, but she's had more. She's in the four wins club, which is a rarity. But I don't think they've been, t- she's twice in the bottom. Yeah. We got Gottmik, who's got two wins, no times in the bottom. Mm-hmm. We do have Olivia, who's got two wins and one lip sync. She's the one they sent Denali home. Yeah. We got Rose, Rose with two wins, no bottoms, and Candy, who had her first win last week, but she's also lip synced twice. Now I just want to put in twice or three times. Twice. Twice. But I want to the- put it into perspective. Simone and Candy have lip synced the same amount of times. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's put it up there. Candy Simone's sent, got four wins. Candy sent home to Misha and she had the dub, the double Shantae with Simone. Mm. I mean, that's Simone is amazing for having four wins, but used, or four wins in two bottoms, it kind of balances out. I don't think there's ever been a winner who's had two, bo- two bottom twos. And I'm not saying that excludes it, but statistics, you, you know, some, some things spring to mind, you know, certain likelihoods in terms of, you know, having the most wins, being in the not being in the bottom very much. Like, I think most... Most winners haven't been in the bottom or they've had one bottom two placement. So it does make you wonder, does that end up ruling her out? Is she really going to win? But It kind of diminishes the four wins. It's like, yeah, you got mm. four wins, but you've also been in the bottom twice, love. Whereas I guess the most consistent high competitor has been uh, Rosé. Yeah, and Gottmik. Rosé and Gottmik both have two we, wins each. We both have a little bit of a sense that much as we adore Gottmik, she's been spared the bottom a few times. Tom, like last week, let's talk about last week quickly, was a roast challenge, mm-hmm. yes? I was listening to the roast and I heard editing. So mm-hmm. you're right. You said that there was an editing yeah. with Gottmik set. Definitely. Where they had edited so that her sentence was seamless. What it seemed like was that she'd fluff. It was a quite a wordy joke about such and such has happened more times than Valentina has blocked rent live on, on Google. So it was kind of hard to get your tongue around. And it, the sense was that she'd tripped over it once and done it again, but they'd edited it together. Yes. But I heard that cut. I heard yeah. that very obvious cut. So when we combine that with mm-hmm. other episodes like the Disco Challenge, where in the set where it was Tina Burner mm-hmm. and Candy Muse and Gottmik, where they really didn't show Gottmik mm-hmm. utterly failing the choreography. Yeah. And I, I saw it because mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's really, really failing. But the, they've chosen the angles, the camera angles mm-hmm. to make it so that we don't see them. Yeah. However, they were happy to show Candy Muse failing. And Tamisha and then, with one little fluff. Right. Yeah. I can tell you right now that it was so, such an unjustified um, bottom placement for mm-hmm. um, Tamisha Iman. Yeah. How dare they do that? How but it seems they. like Gottmik is getting favoured. Not, not favoured, but she is being given a lifeline. But similarly, so you know... Whereas Candy really deserved her win last week, we thought she did a fantastic set. They got her there through sparing her a few times as well. There are yes. a few times when Candy could have, nay, should have been in the bottom. They're not even trying to hide the fact mm-hmm. that they are, you know, the double produced. Chante, yeah. for example. They're not even trying to hide the fact that you know what we are. Yeah, yeah, we're walking her to the mm-hmm. to the to the finale. Yeah, they I had did a, what I did. I would say going into this episode, um, Olivia needs to succeed if she has any hope well this is obvious at this point but i think it's really between candy and olivia in terms of getting into the top four olivia's had a bit of a downward trajectory after having two early wins in the competition um she's been in the bottom a few times now over the past few episodes whereas candy seems to be having the start of a rising trajectory okay i can say this when I'm going into the finale, Gottmik has got her place. Simone has got her place. Rosé's got her place. Mm-hmm. It is between Candy and Olivia. Yeah, so today's so. going to try focus on them two kind of battling out for the finale spot. Yeah. Knowing that it's an acting challenge, mm-hmm. who do you think is going to be um, safe out of those two, just out of Olivia and Candy? It's hard to... I think Olivia is a better actress. Um I, based on their skill sets, Olivia's the better actress and should do better in this challenge. The thing about Tom, I do want to say this about Olivia. Mm-hmm. Olivia is good at... Olivia is very much like Simone, who is also very much like Candy. They play one character 
and only that character well. Candy can only play that banjee, that mm-hmm. like attitude. She, she can do that well. Remember when she tried to do that Rossi and she tried to play it quiet, which I don't know how she was saved from the bottom that week. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she was in, like, even high, but it was terrible. Very strange. Olivia is only comfortable playing that happy that happy kind of character she only does that character she broke out a bit of it when she did the mime in bossy rossi that was a bit different and she did it fantastically well true you're right with there but i think that she's only good at doing that one character as well and simone simone can only do simone well, they, the three of them need to take the note. And I think Simone's probably going to feel a bit rattled going into this episode with um, her bottom two placement as well. Yep. Um, I think the ones who are really... I, I just feel like Rosé is really going to succeed here. It feels like it's very much in her wheelhouse. We've seen her in an acting challenge. We've seen her in comedy challenges. She's super duper safe, if you ask me. Simone and Rosé, it's out of them two who's going to win this episode. I do say that Candy Olivia... And maybe even Gottmik. It's, it's going to be out of them three who will go home. Gottmik is... She's not... The, listen, hear me out. Gottmik is not the best actor. However, Gottmik does try. And Gottmik's mm-hmm. not afraid to do characters outside of Gottmik. And that's what's going to benefit Gottmik. Because Candy yeah. and Olivia, they try so much to stick to what they're good at. And when they go outside of that, mm-hmm. you can see that they're compromising yeah. because they need to be something else. However, Gottmik, I've seen her do different things and she commits to being all of those different characters. It doesn't matter. She does, but they have also criticised her for relying on a bit of a valley girl shtick at times. Even though I think she's shown more versatility than that, but it's about I mean, what she the was the um, she was the lead for that flag factory that one, and that wasn't a Valley Girl. She was also the um, psychiatrist that wasn't a Valley Girl. I know, but I'm just picking up on what the show has said about. Her. I I just said I th- I think she's she's got more versatility in the show. More Absolutely, I do. I I think so as well, Tom. Thank you. I, <laughs> I felt like we just came for each other. So, um, maybe we so you agree? You're look, really pretty. Yes, yeah, so you agree. You think you're really pretty. <laughs> look, should we get into the episode, Tom? Let's Please. Have a, let's calm down because okay. I feel um I feel a lot of psychic energy coming from your way. I don't know why have you're attacking me because you absolutely <laughs> shut. And then on that note. Let's get this roaster cooking. <laughs> that was last <laughs> Look, week. I know. Let's. I, I was just Tom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for I'm just, trying to find some way of starting the gig back I'm up. I'm just not going to let that one fly. I'm sorry. So what we're done, we've seen the queens come back into mm-hmm. the workroom. This is the start of episode uh, 27. Is it 27 yeah, today? 27. 27. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Episode 13, Henny has drunk the kids. <laughs> now, anything happened post the runway that you thought was noticeable what we do know is that Utica has left last week because yeah, Simone Simone and Utica had a lip sync last week they're the bottom two mm-hmm. Utica went home Simone stayed Simone I did say this last week and I want to say it again I fear for when Simone has to do a dance off or a um, choreography challenge mm-hmm. because she is so uh, characterized her, yeah. her her performance is characterization it's mm-hmm. not choreography at all and so she's probably going to do something quite similar in the finale performance mm. to she, what she did if she can't act her way out of out of, out of a performance mm-hmm. she won't be good yeah. you know because she relies on that character the characterization the character that we love yep. but who she's already started getting that feedback about changing it up a little bit yep. mm-hmm. i do want to say that this week the judges are cynthia arivo and scarlett mm-hmm. johansson is it scarlett judging or was she just a little guest coach like Anne Hathaway 
I I don't know. Maybe Cynthia Revo was definitely in the studio. Okay, so Cynthia Revo yeah. is going to be one of the judges there. Mm. I am a huge fan you are of indeed. Cynthia Revo. She is a music theatre goddess. You her play, voice, play her all the time. I play her all the time. Mm. If you don't know, if, if you want to get into your feels, I want you to go <laughs> to YouTube, Google Cynthia Erivo, and listen to her version of um, I Am Here. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is it I Am Here? Mm-hmm. That's the one you play all the time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great. Heather Chicker, this lady knows her stuff. I'm surprised Gorgeous. that they didn't get her to come in and give them acting advice because she's theatre. Uh, well, anyway. I guess if you think of the context, this is like a comedy sci-fi thing and she's musical theatre and so Scarlett Johansson will be a bit better for this, I think. Do you know what? I'm, I'm like, you guys can afford to get Cynthia Erivo and Scarlett Johansson on, but you can't afford to get some writers for, your, uh, <laughs> for the gigs that you it's do terrible, on it. You can't, isn't it. you can't afford to, I don't know, give them a bit of a bit of costuming and bit of sci-fi stuff and they've got to make just their own editing blowing costumes off the costume wall there you apparently. go i'm like and, come on like, i cannot wait to see how bad the writing is as usual but and um, let's see if the girls can turn trash into treasure now candy is quick to say oh my she god is. i got my first win oh mm-hmm. my god like i'm already doing better than aja and brock well, ally because none of them won I'm well, like, she already poses a question like she doesn't know she's like I, I don't didn't i don't think they got any wins on their <laughs> seasons like not even like i don't even pay them any attention so i wouldn't even know but it's true they didn't. She's the first from the house of Aja or the dollhouse. Although when Aja came back for All Stars 3, she won the... Well, she was the joint winner of the first challenge, wasn't she? The variety show. Tom, I do want to say this. Why are you comparing yourself to family and, family. Not, and not comparing yourself to the group of queens who you're trying to beat the hell up for $100,000 in a crown? There's, there's either two ways of looking at it. Either that she's like proud of her house and wants to win for her house or she, there's bitterness there she no wants, she she wanted to be lot. like yay like no one else in my house has mm-hmm. ever come onto rupaul's drag race yeah. and won and i have done that well, i also won a mini challenge we know that in particular with aja there's been some sort of beef and you know she's uh, emancipated herself as her daughter candy did say that you know oh my god i won the roast it's a staple is the roast a staple there's been some sort of comedy challenge ever since. I think the first one was season three with the first stand-up comedy challenge. But a roast! It's, it's, it's kind of a thing, isn't it? Yeah. It is pretty much. It's really? not, okay. not up right. there with Snatch Game or a ball. All right, all right. So uh, we have RuPaul come into the room and announce I've that this I've got to say as well, RuPaul's moustache is back. We've not seen that since season three Untucked. And it, it can stay there, frankly. <laughs> Do you like it? No. No? I loved what RuPaul was wearing. The outfit was beautiful. You know, I was looking at RuPaul and I'm like, oh my God, if I had your body, the things I could wear. But I'm too muscular. You are. You just, you've got too much. Such is my burden. People say it to you all the time. You've got too much muscle. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a burden. Give me a knife. (laughs) Give me a robe. So today we've got the acting challenge. We already know that. Now, but they have given us a bit more information. Mm -hmm. Now, RuPaul says, I can't wait to see what it actually is because RuPaul says it's based on real events but you know they've changed the names to protect those characters now it's I'll give a very you a- very interesting concept in here because somehow it's honey i shrunk the kids somehow it's based on real events and then they go through the character list and they're quick to say these sound very familiar aren't they so what what do they say who are the characters the characters are there's five characters obviously one for each queen we've got dominique Perignon, who is power hungry and cray cray now they're all named after drinks as well aren't they Kind of ish, yeah. Dominique, Dom Perignon. Now, the thing is, Candy Muse and Simone wanted Dominique Perignon. 
Yeah. Now, I thought, obviously, Candy, like, Candy's really, really, she's bowdy, bowdy. She's bowdy, like, bowdy. I said, I, I said what I said. <laughs> I want what I want. Yeah. And I'm not leaving until I get it. And uh-huh. I, I, admire her for that simone came with that same energy but candy's the one down yeah but she kind of backed down now tom what would you have done in this situation i I would have demanded a an audition like they had with uh the dancing parts and the dance challenge would you tom would you have you at this point of the competition the only fair way to do it is to do that everybody's there to win at this point you if you've got this far, you want to make it to the finale. And yes, I would have asked for an audition because it's the only fair way of doing it. I don't know. It was even mentioned. Rosé made a joke. Oh, Elliot's not here to hold an audition. Um, so I really don't know why they didn't go for an audition kind of thing. Um, I wouldn't have asked for an audition. I would have said, okay, let's both read and let the room decide. That's mm-hmm. it. It's an audition, but I'm not going to sit here and just whoever's got the loudest voice gets the part. Is, no, 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 no. I will both read the part. And when they hear that I'm better than you, I'll get it. Simone is also clearly really rattled by this because she she goes off and... You can't see it, but I'm doing the Nina Bonita Brown point at <laughs> yes. Tom. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While she's, yeah. Lips are pursed. Finger is wagging. <laughs> um, so Head she, is nodding. She's clearly really rattled about this. So it, it tells me a few things about Simone. Simone is really no drama kind of lady we've seen throughout. She's not got involved in any drama. drama. So I think she's a bit non-confrontational. And so she's avoided the confrontation here. Um, we also, I think we're finding out more and more that she's got some quite striving perfectionistic traits. I think that definitely manifests in her looks, which are always so wonderful and put together. And she really, really strives to put in the best performance she can. And I think she feels mortified when she doesn't put on a good performance or she gets a bad critique. And I think those are some really core personality traits that, that she exhibits. So with this, because I think she feels like she's put in a position where she feels it's almost inevitable that she's not going to be able to shine to the best of her ability. She's all, you can see those voices in her head, um, telling her that she's going to do terribly she's going to be rotten she starts fussing over the clothes as if that's the most important part of the 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 challenge you know she starts picking on those details but i guess those are the things that she feels like she does have some control over it's like right well i couldn't choose my character i can control the look and she's a very look oriented sort of person but then then she's like this isn't right this isn't right i don't have the right outfit so because she can't meet her own very high standard it's a, she's gone into kind of like black and white thinking so she's like well i can't meet that very high standard so everything's going to go to shit frankly it's it's so strange she She's four wins, but she focuses on the fact that yeah. she just had two losses. But so that, I'm allowed to let someone who's only had, only had their first win and two bottoms, I've allowed them to triumph over me when they come to this. For you, for me, if I, if you, if anyone has more wins than someone, mm-hmm. their voice is already louder. Their confidence should be louder. Yeah. But like you said, with her personality, she's actually just focusing more on the fact that, oh, you know, I was, I just lip synced. I'm, I suck. I mean, I'm rattled. They're very, very keen to show this sequence. And I, I fear a little bit for Simone going into this because we've seen her rattled before and it doesn't bode well for her because it kind of happened last week because she wasn't very confident during the um, the feedback session for the comedy. And then that translated into the performance. So we'll see. And like looking at it as well, I can see why Candy wanted to be the character who seemed to have the most lines and to be most central. It felt like when I read the name, yeah, Dominique Perignon, and um, she's like the villainess, it sounded to me a bit like it was probably based on Dominique Devereaux from Dynasty, who 
um, Simone would get and she would portray that character fantastically. Um, and Candy would do in a very, very different style. And we'll see kind of thing. Who, who, who are the rest of the roles anyway? I was going to add on to that. Like when you said how she got shattered with the feedback in the rehearsals last mm. week at the roast. Yeah, you're right. She does this thing that I noticed where when she first told the judges in the rehearsals, she did that. Thank you. Can't do mm. that marvelous introduction. Yeah. Instead of letting that sip and accept that it's either good or bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. The second she saw it get no laughs, she she asked for forgiveness. And the way she did this, she goes, oh, it was because it's from my favorite show. Yeah. Like she was, she, she was quick to justify mm-hmm. why she did it. And therefore it's not my, th- this is why it's funny. She goes uh, into and, intellectualization yes, and yeah, explanation. She, yeah. Justification that I'm justifying what I did and yeah. not, not letting it simmer, but like already trying to protect herself already on the defensive. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't like to be put in a place where she's not going to be amazing. Yeah. And she seems to be rattled and embarrassed very, very quickly when it doesn't go her way or how she wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Now, the other characters that we have is because because Candy Muse won that Candy Muse got the Dominique character mm-hmm. good on her so Margarita who is the sexy natural born leader that goes to Simone yeah. I still think Simone is going to kill her and I hope she doesn't do what you said I hope she's not because she didn't get what she wanted she's going to try justify um, a bad performance on the fact that she didn't get what she wanted basically she's going to pull a Nina Bernini Brown yes. I, I didn't get I didn't get Black China <laughs> and that's why I didn't do it so good because I really want to be Black China I hope she doesn't do that. I hope she accepts it. You know what? I didn't get it. This is my role, and I'm gonna I'm gonna love this role. I'm gonna give this this character the best of me. I'm gonna mm. cherish this character, and I'm gonna make this character live. That's what you gotta do. That's, That's what you have to do. Same thing happened with Nina in the 90210 challenge as well. Do you remember when she got really in her head? She's like, I see what's going on here. <laughs> I see what's going on here. You, you, Shay you were the one that said that. Yeah, I saw you talking to the producers. Yeah, I heard my name come out of your mouth. Yeah, she's going to get crazy. The other character is Brandy. Brandy is the sarcastic one, and that Rose snatched that up. I, I I think she'll do fantastically, but just for poetic synergy, I kind of wish she was Chardonnay because she's Rose. Chardonnay. Oh. The wine, the wine, Ewan. Tom, mm. look at you. You know what you... Oh, well. You find some way to let me know that, you know, you deserve your place here. As an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst the slurs. Um, you're actually pretty good. But that, that would have been really poetic. But no, mm. Brandy got... um. So, Rosé got Brandy. Brandy's sarcastic one. And we saw that last week, didn't we? Um, She'll be really good in this. She goes, uh, RuPaul, mm-hmm. you're beautiful. And it's... Uh, I want to say now that it's something that we're sharing harder. <laughs> you know, it was, it was very, yeah. it wasn't a joke. It was sarcasm, humor. One of us is a recording humor. artist and one of us is a singer. singer. <laughs> yeah. So I think she's going to smash this role. Now we also have Chardonnay, who's the whiny one. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's not whiny as an alcoholic, as no. in, as in us. A bit of a wet blanket. And I think Got Mick can do this really well. I think she's Isn't that all she did for her advertising challenge? So that, yeah, she, she, uh, they, they might pull her up on that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um the real silly choice here, I think, is Olivia going for the sweet ditzy one when she's been told that they're fed up of that character. So ginger ale. The mm. last character is ginger ale. And ginger ale is the dumb, real sweet, and stupid one. Okay? Now before before the roles were even picked, mm-hmm. yeah, when I saw the names and the allocation of the characters given, mm-hmm. I looked through here and I said to myself, Olivia, if if you're smart, mm-hmm. 
you won't pick Ginger Ale because I, I just like she can't do that role that's the only role we've seen her do really yeah. she needs to be something else I would have loved to see her either be sarcastic or power hungry which is kind of that. like that, that so would have been that would have been something that shows the judges that she's actually listening and trying to push herself he, I was hoping she wouldn't go for that I was, I was mm-hmm. also hoping that Gottmik wouldn't go for Chardonnay the whiny one only yeah. because that's too Place close to type a that's too close to Valley Girl you know oh my god yeah. oh my god it was too close to that so I was yeah. like they're not going to do they won't choose that and I, then I think Olivia just loves wearing ginger wigs as well and it's just another excuse for her to do that to play ginger she's only comfortable playing that character no, I know that you, you know what she needs you, to do she needs to play the brunette with migraines I know that, yeah. <laughs> she needs to she needs to play roles outside of her comfort zone I mean one time I had to play a brunette with migraines yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> I know all about this <laughs> That's it. I mean, I love you. Not the smartest choice, but we'll see how they go. Yeah. Yep. Now we did have a special guest appearance from Black Widow, who was yes. uh, Scarlett Johansson, who had a very um, questionable tan. <laughs> you meanie. Questionable tan. Who gave us some actually really really good advice. She talked a lot about like create your own backstory, embody the character, like your character. And then even if you're a villainess, you can really push it. And I think that's Basically, great. Basically, things that we've been saying throughout the podcast, Tom. <laughs> Absolutely. I think she's a friend of the pod. She really is. Yeah. Scar- check out the rehearsals. And, and Anne Hathaway, they're all listeners. Let's see what they do. Tom, let's have a look at the... A quick look at the rehearsals, okay? Mm-hmm. And then let's see if there's any mirror moments that we can have a discussion with. Mirror but, ah, surprise, surprise, we're going to read a review. Yay! <laughs> you know when you watch YouTube and they'll be talking about something and then before they get to what they want to say, there's an ad? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is what it is. So, Tom, read me something. I've got one in my hand from uh, Cami in Idaho. Oh. You're living in your own what did you call me? Idaho. What, what did you call me? Tom? Your own private Idaho. Um, I love listening to your podcast. Always add some humor and some pep to my day. Love that you're detailed about the episodes you're covering. Uh, really relate to your opinions. Uh, Cammy says she doesn't have friends or family that watch the show. So Aww. it's great and feels like they're discussing it with us. So thank you so much. We, we love that idea that if you don't have friends or family who watch the show, we're your gals to kiki with. Cammy, as gay people, we get to choose our family. <laughs> we, do, we, we get to choose our family. <laughs> I am your family. We we are your family, Kemi. We're your you. family. I, I love, love you. you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then one more from me. Read the one later. One more we got from Chelsea Smith. She says, oh shit, they say, my Saturday morning routine consists of teaching online through my side job. Yes, get that money, girl. <laughs> After being a, a public gig. school teacher on the weekdays. Girl, she, you, you working. She's working. She's a working girl. Yes. Watching the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and then immediately moving on to the most recent episode of <laughs> Spilling the GNT. Oh, hey. I adore the show and I love the banter and honest insight from the hosts. All my love from Arkansas for creating such wonderful I content. I it's pronounced Arkansas. Uh, is it? Yeah. God, illiterate. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't. Isn't that actually where Simone comes from she's from Arkansas isn't she yeah sorry oh no it is what it is I'm sorry Arkansas sorry Arkansas (laughs) so yes thank you very much for those two reviews now let's move on to the rehearsals Tom now uh, to me let's break down the characters very quickly with each other okay Mm. Olivia Olivia to me was just being Olivia Olivia did exactly what we expected here today and exactly what we predicted and how will it pan out in the actual finished product we don't know but I did I was entertained by the I have a question Sorry, that was Jinx Monsoon then. Mm. I have a question. 
I, I just I was really I have like a question. Alyssa, have you ever had one? <laughs> I was very like this needs shot. Question. Question. Tell me question. Question. Yeah. No, is Olivia being Olivia? Is Olivia mm. doing the same character that I told you she would talk? I told you she would do this. Mm-hmm. I said there. Now Simone, you know what? It's it's exactly what you said, Tom. It's exactly what you oh, said. She's rattled. Simone is not only just rattled, but she's being Simone. And you know what? It's it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. with that character. Because yeah. that character is... The thing about the difference when I talk about Simone's character and Olivia's, I have to say this. Olivia's mm-hmm. character is, when I say one... It's one note for one song. Like, you can't mm-hmm. play that note for every genre, point, it doesn't translate to it, every single genre. The other unfortunate thing, it kind of grates after a while. The the like saccharine, sweet little character. But it's only good for a certain genre. Simone's mm. one, it can work. It can uh, you yes, can I work agree. it. She it can, can work yeah. in the same episode that she'll be doing a children's review with Olivia, mm-hmm. and it'll also work for an adult show that you're doing something with. Mm-hmm. That is transferable, but her Olivia's isn't. So Simone's doing Simone, and it's great, but she is starting to doubt herself she's yeah. rattled she's questioning everything she's like it's hard to do this and mm-hmm. that and then act with all these other queens honey this is not the first time you've had to act with these other queens so she's getting a little bit kind of a blaming of the circumstances yes. again it's a perfectionism like you know it's hard for her to conceive of blaming herself in this situation because that's kind of devastating for her so she has to blame the circumstances the, um, I love the fact that the flag victory lady is back she looks at least in the bits they show at the beginning she looks absent and you can see the cog whirring and she's playing out there somewhere instead of like to the camera or to the characters and stuff so but it, it did look to me as they went on to show the others and they were focusing on us it, it was like she was settling in a little bit and i really hope that's yep. the case for simone i agree with you yeah. rose didn't get much time which tells me that she's gonna kill it so it, she's not in the storyline but rose is smashing it with what she has doesn't it yeah yeah she, mean, isn't she carson does another because i remember in the last acting challenge that he directed or the ad challenge i think he he did a little aside to um ross but and so he does a little aside to michelle and they're saying she's just an amazing actor very yeah. technically and she is she's fantastic and I want you to say that that was a side whisper that the cameras got a very nice medium close-up <laughs> shot of, yeah. um, that the sound was right there mm-hmm. and it was in perfect frame. So there was such an accident I'm sure the I... camera picked up. It was, you know yeah. what, you know what it was? It was like, okay, and three, two, one, yeah, yeah, clapboard. Yeah. She's such a great actress, isn't she, Michelle? Like, it was very there. Guys, guys, did you get that? Do you need me to do it again? Yeah. (laughs) How was the sound? More bass? I can give you more bass. Yeah. More ASMR. Very choreographed. Got Mick. Now, Gomez, to me, is doing it. Now, she's doing mm. that character. Do you know what she needs? Because she's doing that, ah, stop, stop, ah. Like, I felt like she needs some Gomez sexy sex juice whatever that was because <laughs> yeah. that was she's she was playing, the before character she was the before she, yeah. character and I'm like you know what can fix that allergy is that damager that got mixed sexy sex juice whatever it was <laughs> she needs that and it's, I find it amazing she's having fun you can touch she it having fun. when you're having fun mm-hmm. I'm having fun and that is the when I say that it's also for the performance when you're having fun in a performance yeah it's everyone else has fun and it translates really well into that improv bit, doesn't it, with the cat paw? The thing about um, having fun as well is 
because you're having fun, mm-hmm. genuinely, you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. And when you enjoy what you do and you enjoy the character that you are, it's so contagious. And yeah, that's when, when, yeah. when someone says that you need to enjoy it for others too, it's so real. You can say that she's having fun, but... But she needs to like step her ass back because then she was like, "Oh my god, do I want to be an actor, <laughs> honey? Honey, this is RuPaul's Drag Race." At, at the beginning, what of the would episode, you do? She was like, "I think I could be a stand-up comedian." Yeah. <laughs> and now she's like, "I think I could be an actress." Hi, um, I'm here to audition for the part. Yes, I'm here. I'm here to audition for Days of Our Lives. Thank you. Yeah, my experience. Um, I don't know if you know who I am, but I uh, I did a Henny I Shrunk the Drag Queens on RuPaul's Drag Race. You have probably heard about it. Yeah. Sci-fi masterpiece, Henny I Shrunk the Drag Queens. <laughs> it's the Star Wars audition. Yes, I've done sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did Henny. Moving on, we see Candy. Candy, to me, is doing candy. Candy's always candy. She takes a bit of direction, but she looks like she's having a lot of fun with it. When I say Candy's doing candy, um, I mean, Candy does candy damn well. Yeah. And yeah, it's the character we're seeing, but it's working, and Candy's... I mean, she's doing good. She doesn't seem to be in many scenes with the others, which I wonder how that will play out. Yeah. I know it's interesting that she chose that role, knowing that it really seemed to be a quartet plus Candy. Yeah, so Beyonce and the others. Apart from when she was hitting, got Mick with that Mm. campo. Now, let's get into the workroom, Tom. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you have a very intimate moment, a very sad moment where Simone showed some real emotion? And the word is yeah. vulnerability, but there was some very raw and real emotion that she gave to us about she's got, there's so much expectation from her, from her house, from being so close with mm-hmm. Gigi Good. And she's carrying that, that aim to try to live up to that. And also in her own way as well, she wants to be better than, I'm sure. she's, she's, she's also trying to be better than that as well. And yeah. she's crying and it's, it's that it's that kind of crying that you you're barely getting the words out. She was but you're very, trying to say something, to and you're, you're you're just like, oh my god, I'm full of some emotion. I'm crying, but I have to get the words out, and they're just mm. coming out. It was that kind of emotion. I was a bit, oh my gosh. It was really sad, and it's it's clear. And again, we've been speaking about it all episodes. She's a perfectionist, and she holds herself to a very high standard. I mean, she spoke of not wanting to let other people down, but she's probably projecting there because I'm sure the people around her just want her to do her best and to enjoy her time on the show. Nobody's going to be mad at her if, like, for whatever reason, she doesn't win or whatever, you know, hypothetically speaking. But she it's will her be own, mad at herself. Yeah, it's her own standard that she's placed upon herself. And so we saw earlier when um, she was getting a little bit critical of her surroundings, saying, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong. How am I expected to be able to kind of, like, do a good performance in these circumstances kind of thing? Now she's turned that critic on herself, which we do see with perfectionistic people, and she's really, really cut up. What I find interesting is I think that Rosé has really similar traits to Simone and this could have happened to Rosé if Rosé had had the same trajectory as Simone. So Rosé's been really high safe and winning a lot of the time and she's not been in the bottom at all whereas Simone has had this rollercoaster trajectory and I think that has allowed Rosé to relax into herself and have more fun. These, these two situations could so easily have been switched. Simone, being perfect is exhausting. Mm. You would know. You would know. I mean, take it. Take it from a fellow (laughs) sister. Pretty hurts. (laughs) Pretty hurts. It really does. And sometimes perfection is uh, boring. I wouldn't know anything about that, so I'm doing okay. Yeah, well, I wrote the book. Um, Please (laughs) (laughs) please check it out. Now, there's another thing that um, that adds on to that is Rosé 
has that conversation. And I want to, I think that's something that we talk about a lot. Mm. Rosé said that she came in very self-aware. And I want to say this. I think the queens come and the queens now, when they come into RuPaul's Drag Race, mm -hmm. they come in very aware, very aware of what, how people are received, very yeah. aware of the backlash, very aware of um, how to be loved or how to be hated, that they try to change themselves to be a bit more well-received. Yeah. Self-producer. Yes, to be more liked, not mm -hmm. to be more liked and... I just, I hate, I think it's, it's quite sad. Sometimes though, some queens aren't there about being liked. They're about getting airtime and getting through the more episodes because they know that basically there's a strong correlation between the number of episodes you're on, number of followers you get, your booking fee, all that. And it's, it's a, you know, there are different angles, aren't there? Like Gia Gunn, for example, went into All Stars 4 with the kind of like, I, I kind of don't feel like I'm going to be making it very far in this competition, so I'm going to get airtime by being the villainess. Mm. You know, but that can really backfire. There's a there's a fear for the queens on being cancelled. Mm -hmm. There's a fear of being upsetting to the fans. Mm -hmm. They're also afraid. I think they're kind of scared of the, the fandom as well. So they should be. They're vicious. They're toxic. And they're so worried about of, how they're going to be received. Listeners, of course, that they're not going to be... They're, they're not themselves. Mm -hmm. they're, a, they're a different version of themselves. And it's, it's quite sad to see you change yourself and your drag a bit mm -hmm. just to get a bit more likes and just a bit more followers. This is why the early seasons are so precious because it's a lot more unadulterated and less produced. Yep. So... Any listeners out there who haven't managed to catch up with the early seasons of Drag Race? I'm talking, I think things really tipped over after season five. Like, guys, please rewatch those golden seasons. Yeah. It's really, really worth it. They, it's a different show. It really is. It's a different set of cast. If they're going in there trying to be their best selves. If you're, and yeah. I don't care what people say because people are going to love me. It's a different kind of... They're a bit more relaxed than themselves. If you're going there expecting the most polished high concept looks and like super duper makeup... That's not what you'll find. But you will find a huge well of talent. And you and still won't find it in some of these recent ones, darling. <laughs> but, but you'll find such uh, wonderful, like, unadulterated, unfiltered personalities and, like, real earthy drama. Like, proper, like, drag queens being bitchy and it just being part of the ride. Absolutely. Mm. All right. Oh, what's this one more review? Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, got you there, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, this is from Exodus and Incense from United States who said, Love you two. I've searched for a good podcast for Drag Race. Look no further and let this be written. Let this let this oh. be gospel. I'm taking this one to the top, putting it on stone tablets. Oh, lovely. Tablets. Tablets. Tom, I what is in this wine? Girl. I think it's more of a question how much have you had? Do you want to read one more? Yes. So this is from Mahi, who I'm pretty sure is a lady that I do interact with on uh, Instagram from time to time. Hi, Mahi. I really love this podcast. My favourite. All the podcasts discussing Drag Race comes out incredibly quickly. So it feels like you're discussing the episode with your friends while it's fresh in your mind. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Yeah. Okay, it's time for us to review... Henny, I shrunk the kids. The reviews are in. Now, we're going to assume y'all have seen it. So mm -hmm. we're going to break it down character by character. Yeah. 
basically, it's the girls coming in, getting shrunk by Candy Muse, and finding their ways to get back to being big again. We're going to see who gets Best Actress, yes. who gets a Golden Raspberry, and ain't nobody winning any awards for this script. No. Let's just say that to begin with. <laughs> yeah. They weren't even nominated. <laughs> Not even nominated. Okay. Now, uh, who do you want to start with first? So let's talk about... Let's go with Simone. Okay. So Simone did what we predicted and what what was displayed in the rehearsal. She was Simone. I do enjoy the character that Simone brings. She was the flag factory lady again, and that translated well to this character. She didn't get a lot of zingers. She wasn't the most memorable person there. Um, but I enjoyed Simone's performance. She was perfectly solid. I think she was very solid. Yeah. I I, w- I was actually quite scared because there was so much focus put on her. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to be terrible. No, she was fine. She held the character well. She was really safe, I thought. There was a really good moment, which didn't make me laugh. The moment about the cat, how mm-hmm. she got the cat there. Um, and there was another part that made me laugh. Can't remember what it was. I do want to say it was a very safe and a very good performance when from Simone. Pushed out, got Mick, and was like, "You're on your own now, ho." Kind of thing. That was funny, nice Nicker. and sassy. Yeah. yeah, I was looking more about the, the way that she um, got the cat away. She she added her own isms. To yeah, it. don't you think so? Mm-hmm. And what about Rose? Now, for me, Rose was the most solid actress throughout this. Now, I remember in other acting challenges, like um, like in uh, the Tuckahoe prison one in season four, I remember like Chad Michaels and Dieter Ritz being like really solid comic actresses, getting a lot of praise. But for me, Simone was was very that in it. She had a lot of funny moments. And Simone was, Rose. Sorry, Rose. Oh. Rose. Uh, I had too much Rose. Um, the and and for that, she was the most solid, and for me, really one of the best actresses in this. And I think she deserves a lot of props. There, there's something to be said about. I don't think Rose had many lines, but uh-huh. I think I remember every single line that she did, as well as moments when she wasn't even speaking. You pointed out like how she was twirling around mm-hmm. when she was shrunk. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about overacting. That this. People, when they say it's an overacting challenge, especially when it's RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. when they think that they need to overact or act big, what they tend to do is be loud and throw movements around. Mm-hmm. For them, that's overacting, and they think that that's going to get them through. Rosé is the perfect of example of what overacting is. There is yeah. a control yeah. to overacting, and she found that balance she is loud, she, but she found ways to make the, the volume speak through mm-hmm. movement, to make the sound facial speak through the facial expressions. Yeah. She didn't have to be like, rah, like, you know, like, at, <laughs> yeah. she wasn't like Godzilla. But she wasn't stepping on anyone. No, but she was very much overacting mm-hmm. in, a, in, in the right way. Rose I mean, did that very, very well. For some reason, she was dressed as B. Arthur as the Pink Power Ranger. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. That was the brief time. <laughs> that was the brief. I love Simone's look as well. It was very, again, Halle Berry and Baps. I mm. think that's like a really strong point of reference for her. Talk to me about Miss Olivia. So I got to say, Olivia wasn't my favorite in this. And again, it kind of panned out as we predicted. It was the Olivia character, but this time she kind of grated on me. I'm sorry to say. I, to be honest, I didn't enjoy Olivia a lot in this. And I felt like she missed a lot of opportunities to make things funny. Mm. Um, she had a little chance to shine at the end, which was great. I enjoyed her reading joke. I did think it was a weird production choice to silence her rather than bleep her. Yes. Because it made it quite confusing. That was wasn't like, her fault, though. Yeah, I thought, is she doing that? What, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, Clearly, it should have been like, beep, 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 yes. beep, 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 beep. It would have been funnier. Um, so, 
Livia was one of the weakest for me today, okay. I'm afraid. Look, if this was... I want to take everyone back to week one and week two. Mm-hmm. If this was the first time that we saw these girls do an acting challenge... Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be saying what we're saying about Olivia. Yeah. We would say, ah, oh, that's actually a very adorable character. Yes, yes. Oh my God, You're it's right. so, so cute. Right. So, and, and the thing that is the response that she got mm-hmm. very early on, people saw this character and people fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's so adorable. She's fan favorite. She yeah. was. The thing is, we are now 13 episodes, 14 episodes in. No, 13 mm-hmm. episodes in. And there's just been no versatility. Yeah. And when you kept getting, when you're eating the same thing over and over and over again, like it's, it's, it's now like, oh my God, now I'm sick of it. Yeah, it. Yeah. Too much of a good thing is bad. And unfortunately, Olivia, it's just, it is grading. Uh, I, I just don't want to see it anymore. I don't need to see that. I want to see that. I don't need to see that. I don't want to see that. I just, yeah, I and mean. It, the unfortunate thing is she has had the feedback and she's not taking the feedback. That's a, so I can't I can't see Olivia placing high this week. The, yeah. The thing is also, part of acting is voice. Mm-hmm. Not only is she doing the same facial, that's that same voice in every single thing she's done in the Facebook. Yeah. Every time she's had to speak in a character, it's been there. In my voice. Oh, I think we. Oh, yeah. question. It's been that, and it's that over and over. There's no manipulation of sound. There's uh-huh. no manipulation of tonality. There's nothing. It's just the same thing over and over, and it's it's just like okay, I've, yeah. I've heard it. It's it's a shtick that wears thin, unfortunately. I didn't like it. No. Yeah. It's like her. I don't like it. It's no. Like now, who else is there? So, um, we candy. Also... So I really liked candy in this. Candy was candy. Candy was candy. Girl. Candy's character translated really well to the villainess. She was bowdy bowdy bitch wearing this ridiculous Versace dress that we could see her knickers, which I thought was like a fun like glam slash comic moment as well. Um, I really enjoy. I thought Candy did a solid job. I thought she was good. I enjoyed her. She made me laugh. Knowing that character now, yeah. I can see why Simone wanted it. Definitely, I definitely think Simone would have added. I think Candy played it to script, which is great and amazing. Mm-hmm. I think Simone would have played it to script and added more to that role to make mm-hmm. it funny evil. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from Candy's... Um, for, for me, Candy did a good job. Not yeah. a great job. Not at all a great job. The thing in the beginning when she shrunk them and she's like, I'll do... They, they said, you'll do anything to win. She's like, anything? Anything? She, she didn't milk that moment anything okay, okay. she could have gone anything like she could have been proper mad yeah, super she could have been really she? really mad she didn't and I, i'm really upset that she didn't take it there yeah because that is the beginning of the drama it's 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 that's where it all starts as them them provoking her her getting crazy and shrinking them she could have gone full cartoon super villainess couldn't that's she? it she yeah. could have gone very very up there and also at the end the opportunities outside a great actor Mm-hmm. Uh, look at me talking like I'm Scarlett <laughs> yeah. Johansson. A great actor is someone who sees an opportunity outside of the script. Yeah. Okay. Now there's one moment in the end when she, um, when they, sorry, who was it that was reading her? It was Olivia. It was Olivia, Olivia was yeah. reading her, and, and Olivia was shrinking. And they said to Candy Muse, "She's shrinking. She's mm. shrinking." Like little things. Be the wicked of, witch there. Sh- 
she could have been that, the, the wicked witch. Yeah. She could have she could have looked at her waist and been like, oh my god, <laughs> is it? And then realizing actually she's drinking. Like there's mm-hmm. moments of humor that you can inject that don't have to be in the script, but you find it there. You do, find these moments. Do you know what I thought I appreciate just I think compared to even just a couple of weeks ago, I saw improvements in her as an actress because she got a lot of praise for the advert, which I didn't enjoy because she didn't give me much in the advert. But in this, her facial expressions were like really dynamic and all over the place. And I thought, oh, she's improving. She's improving. So I think I, 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 I like that in her. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last one is Gottmik. Gottmik was good. I thought like... I enjoyed the um, the kind of more improv based um, attack with a cat paw thing. I think, again, like Olivia, she could be accused of a bit one note in the performance that could get, if, if you weren't into it, could be annoying. Okay. I think got, sorry, Gomic wasn't memorable for me. Okay. Which means that she didn't do anything bad, but it also means she didn't do anything to stand out. And I think if there was a character that I did forget, it was her. I think the, the one chance she had to stand out was the cat paw improv bit. And I thought mm. she did that well. Okay. But I see what you mean. The rest of the time, she was just there. Yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't. I don't remember her. Who do you think the best was? For me, the best actor. Rosé. Rosé? Rosé. Okay. Rosé. Can I say who I think it was, Tom? Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Um, I really think it was Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I think Michelle came in. Thank, thank God you're here. <laughs> Where have you been, you bitch? Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, welcome to the stage. Jermaine. Jermaine's here, private school girl. I think she did a really, really good job, but you're right. Rosé is the clear winner here. I think she's just the best actress and this is an acting challenge. She also did the most funny things and it's a comedy acting challenge. Yeah. I do want to say Simone was pretty solid. Candy was very solid. This was a very good challenge for all of these queens. I think it's another one. It's a bit like Beastenders where there were no true bottoms this week. <laughs> They're all at least verse. Um in the sense that, like, nobody was absolute shite beyond belief, yep. but somebody has to be at the bottom of the pack. Yeah. For me, my bottom, my clear bottom of the pack is Olivia. Olivia's in the bottom for me, too. And it, it, having reflected on it, and having, you know, you help me understand the performance a bit more, it might be got Mick there with her. Okay. Um, Simone was solid. Candy, I enjoyed Candy a lot, but that's a subjective experience. Yep. Okay, for me, the bottom is going to be Olivia versus Gottmik or Olivia versus Candy. Because I think Candy Candy didn't take it to where I think the character could have gone. I think she did a good job in that role. But I think had someone else taken that role, it was supposed to be very much more Glenn Close, Cruella DeVille, than, <laughs> yes. to, than a silent, yeah. sassy girl who she played. And like, mm-hmm, yeah, I shrunk you. Yeah. It, I think it should have been... Should have been it should have been more. very, very more animated. <laughs> yeah, very, very much like that with a combination of drag in it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's have a look at the... Let's have a quick look at the runway, let's Tom. Let's see if the runway make a difference yes eh? and the category for the runway is hot pocket hot pocket i thought it was oat like like porridge no, it's like haute couture yeah but, so i was like oh gosh but like hot pocket it's a very very clever pun don't worry now about it. the first queen is miss simone coming down here with a zipper so simone's over the fashion queen and she she put a really clever spin on there so she's doing something that evokes the kind of like emo fashion of like mm. 90s early noughties I remember these boys and girls in school. Um, I used to hang out with them. 
Um, they're big flared trousers. They're huge pockets. And, you know, nobody listened to Paramore in my school, but the hair here is is inspired by Paramore. They were very much more like Corn and Limp Biscuit and Marilyn Manson kids. Um, so but- funny when you say that, when I think about rock, my mm-hmm. go-to is pink. <laughs> I think when people are like you like rock music and I'm like yeah I love Pink Pink's, oh my god she's so rock she's so oh rock and roll goodness. That's, that's my rock and it's sometimes it was Britney no the kids in my <laughs> I love rock and roll oh, in my school the kids loved Slipknot and Corn 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 and it comes out the same way you put it I don't it remember in. eating corn um, I love this I think it's really clever and it's a really different look for Simone as well. She's wearing these flared trousers, which, you know, they're a bit 70s, but they're also very that kind of noughties, emo kid, huge flared trousers. So I like this. This is fun. I'm I'm very average on it. It's not my favourite look, but then I don't really understand fashion that well. It looks like the same material that Ilona Verley used for her outfit, which is cool. Well, this wouldn't be out of place in that runway. Oh, can I speak? Sorry, Tom. Did I not give you your moment? I concurring with you. Would you like some more? Sorry. Um, It's very, very 90210 with that zip code. Ah, Get it? No. Uh, Just about. Zipping it. Should I zip it? Zip it. Zip it. No. I think it's it's an okay look. Not my favorite. I liked her message about how the emo kids are the ones who accept her as well. Because you'd find in school that emo kids are the ones who felt a bit different, a bit disaffected, a bit gender non-binary, a bit somewhere along the kind of sexuality spectrum. I'm very open and accepting. Cool. Mm. Uh, Is that a yas or a pass? Yas. For me, it's a pass. Just for me. That's my taste. Okay? My taste. Or lack thereof. No. Oh. Wow, <laughs> you missed last week's roast, don't you? You wanted to do that episode in real life. Huh? Now, next up, we got Olivia with one hand in my pocket. And the other. That's what like, that song came to my mind when she walked down there with her hand in her pocket. I think she had this dress and she made it fit the brief because I think it's more of a bow dress than a pocket. What am dress. I doing, Tom? What am I doing? You're giving me the Nina Benina point. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty dress. She's given me, it's kind of to me, I know the color scheme and the fabric's very different, but it's almost like a very modern update of Marilyn Monroe's um, pink bow dress from Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Um, Cause it's got that kind of like bow motif and stuff and it's like a mini dress. And I know it's different color and stuff, but that's what kind of evokes for me, especially with the white hair and things. She says it's a pocket dress. It's not a pocket dress. Tom, I want to say first of all, that I love this look. It's I very love pretty. it. I love this color. This look is looks expensive it looks glamorous and amazing but that's not the dress for the theme it would fit an ice princess theme if she was walking down on a the ball mm-hmm. you know the bar the ball. The category is pockets i don't think anyone would let her take more than three steps before they pushed her off mm-hmm. and said girl the category is pockets <laughs> we must Get remind you yeah. the category is pockets yeah pockets that that ain't the dress for the theme but mm-hmm. the dress is stunning it's a yas for the dress but it's a pass for the theme very much very much Next up, we have Miss Rosé serving us Twiggy Mod. This is very, very beautiful and very cool. Um, Very Valley of the Dolls hair. Um, Like you say, she's Twiggy. She's um, got this gorgeous mod-ish mini dress. It's very graphic. Um, Very beautiful. I love this. And the pocket details are all there. Um, Great. Fantastic. I love it. I love the monochromatic aspect as well. Now, I don't know what it's about her makeup to me, is making it look a bit masculine. Um, she said that she was trying something a little bit different with her makeup, and I think she's trying to go for a little um, 60s makeup flourish, which, to me, isn't quite translating. Actually. It's it not look translating that at all. She actually looks 
like she yeah she she's painting very differently and it didn't look she's got a really masculine face she has and she's trying to make this you know more feminine they make it more feminine which i think she mm-hmm. is going for there is the drag that we see week after week yeah. she hasn't done that at all she actually uh, looks quite severe it's severe up in here severe up in here but the outfit is beautiful it looks like she's modeling for mary yeah Quant. it's she a yas for the for everything else it's a definite yas yeah. what about candy muse i didn't 100 percent get this to be honest. Tom, do you remember at school or church, what are those things that the teachers would have in the staff room? On the oh, wall? Yeah. Those cubby things? And there were, that's what I, I thought exactly. she was wearing. I'm that's like, exactly she wearing, what's that's going what I on. thought. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like a, those things that you see in the staff room. And I just want to go in there and like put something in there, like a note or, or a report card. So I think Candy is trying to go for something that's a little bit clownish, like a little bit Dior, John Galliano, and a little bit anime inspired kawaii um all in all i'm not enjoying it i'm afraid i really hate that wig that she's put on her head the cut is really messy the colors are messy um overall the package just isn't i'm not enjoying it i'm afraid all i see is messy man <laughs> all i'm seeing is messy candy i i yeah it, it looks like oh the color scheme isn't even quite cohesive the yellow is like she'd be better off sticking to the blue and pink and maybe the orange, but the yellow is just like really jarring. And I completely agree with you. It's like one of those funny pocket cubby things that's put up on the wall yeah. that teachers have. She Candy slid on a rainbow and Skittles popped out and then she made a dress with them. <laughs> it was like, I just... Uh, <laughs> not, not the best like no. few runway weeks for Candy, I'm afraid. Olivia. No, this is Gottmik. Oh, gosh, Gottmik. <laughs> so Gottmik. I love this. So anytime I see anybody in like a flasher Mac, I think of Mark Almond on the cover of uh, Non-Stop Erotic Cabaret. Um, and I do love the flasher Mac theme. She's got hair like 80s share. The look underneath is, is feels like a Bob Mackie kind of like performance outfit. Um, great overall. This is fantastic. I love it. I wish she took, after she did the whole gimmick of the, you know, flasher, mm-hmm. I wish she took it off and just let us like appreciate the beauty of that dress underneath she'd have lost the pocket detail though that's where the pocket detail is oh and i but it's a really good synergy because the the course it seems to be made out of like gold and watches and stuff so Mm. it's like pockets and watches selling watches oh also reminds me of papa lazaru from league of gentlemen you want to buy some pegs Okay. Yeah. Cool. It reminds me of, I got different references to you, Tom. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the scene in Hairspray in the beginning okay. where there's a flasher during Good Morning Baltimore. That's such a John Waters there's thing. There's a flasher who lives next door. <laughs> and then he does the flash. That's, what, that's my reference. What John to Waters that. film is complete without a flasher? Mm. Tom, we've seen it all today. I want you to give me your favorite performance and your, no, sorry, your favorite person overall. And that's looking at the runway and the acting. And also I want you to tell me who are your bottom two. So my winner is easy. Rosé had like fantastic runway and a fantastic performance. And I think if she doesn't win this week, that'll be cray cray. Yeah. Um, my bottom two, Olivia's down there um, because I didn't enjoy her performance as much as the others. And her dress though, beautiful. And her overall look, though beautiful, did not fit the brief. She had that pretty dress and she tried to make it work. She's like, oh, these bows are pockets. Okay, can we make believe? Can we? Mm. I, d- I wasn't there with her. Um, the other one in the bottom is really, really hard to decide because I've got like one like clear bottom, one clear top, and everybody else is kind of like vaguely safe in between. And I, I find it really hard to shuffle anybody else towards the bottom. Maybe got, maybe Candy, maybe Simone, one of those three. 
Okay. For me, the top two is Simone and Rosé. Okay. Okay. Those are the top two. Those are the two most memorable in the performance, regardless. Mm -hmm. Candy, um, her performance was good. I wish that someone else played it because then we could have seen something else. I think Candy kept it candy Mm -hmm. and she didn't, she didn't turn that candy into anything else. You know what I mean? It could have been, Mm -hmm. it could have been more. It could have been more. I see what you mean. I felt like it's one of those situations where Candy as a personality did work, but I do agree with you. She could have pushed it further yeah the bottoms for me is, is very much it's olivia and the person joining olivia is i think is going to be either candy or it would be got got mick yeah but i think candy and the bottom two are going to be candy and olivia shall we have a look so let's look at the judging but before that i want to read my last review here from ah. jd potter who said mm-hmm. love the unique perspective these gentlemen bring to my podcast feed they have a great rapport making them a fun and easy listen this is amazing thank you so much jd potter i don't know where uh jd potter was from there's no uh place here no. it just says jd potter from Podchaser. and again if you want to write us a review and be mentioned and you can't write it where you're listening to either do it on the um, podcast from yeah. apples or go to podchaser.com you yeah. can go there you can write us a review tom you're going to save your last review uh, last... For, the, for the end oh are we yes, okay <gasps> the yes. grand finale the grand finale tom oh, yes God. which will be the next week as well <laughs> now they gave the win this week to Rosé. We both agree in that already. But Absolutely. you were ready to throw Simone down the bottom. And I told you that she smashed it and she's also safe. What do the, you think about that? High the, safe at that. Yeah, well, fair enough. Actually, um, sorry, Simone was called safe after Gottmik. Oh, yeah, and Gottmik. So there we go. Like, make that we will. But she had super positive critiques. And the bottom two is Olivia and Candy Muse. Do you mm-hmm. agree with that? It has to be. And I mean, what Candy wore on the runway was shocking yeah. and probably dragged her down Based a little bit. Based on the outfit alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, she deserves to uh, mm-hmm. be in the bottom. But it, she did exactly what we were saying. It was nice hearing the judging. Yeah. Very much in agreement um, with what we said. Who said that she could have played it bigger, Candy, but she didn't. And they kind of over the character of Olivia doing the same thing. Yeah. They should have just swapped characters and that's kind of the thing that happened. themselves a bit. No, I hope that things are okay for Candy because we had a quick look at Antuck and she had a um, a panic attack and I used to think that um, panic attacks were just things that celebrities made up. Um, It's a PR stunt. (laughs) David. 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 But uh, yeah, she seems to be unwell, Tom. You're the doctor here. Tell us. Well, panic attacks are something that happen to a lot of people and they're incredibly frightening. Typically, they're brought on by a situation that elicits anxiety and worry. And sometimes the body's response is to give you a lot of physical feelings like shortness of breath, pains in your chest. It could be a a feeling in any part of your body, lightheadedness. Mm -hmm. Um, And the person in that moment will really, really struggle with it and feel almost as though they're they're going to die. That could be a very real worry in that situation. Um, So they're very overwhelming, very, very difficult for the person who's having them. Um, And they feel very physical. It feels very in the body. Um, what do but, you do when you have one of these? Well, the first time it happens to somebody, usually they don't know what to do. And they usually think that it's a physical thing and they'll end up going to A&E or going to their doctor. Um, but if somebody knows that it's something that they have and it's something, it sounds like Candy knows that she has because she labels it a panic attack quite early on. 
So people usually develop their own grounding techniques. Um, sometimes it's about breathing techniques. Sometimes it's about grounding techniques. Whatever makes you feel more connected to what's around you instead of feeling this overwhelming sense. Sometimes people can dissociate during them as well. So it's about feeling connected to the, the world again. Sometimes it's simple things like drinking ice water, breathing techniques. Okay. Um, People should have people suffer from them. They should develop their own repertoire of mm. what works for them because it'll be highly individualized. Okay. Um, sometimes people get them a lot. Sometimes medicines do help, and sometimes it's about um, talking therapies like CBT, that kind of thing. Right. Um, about because it's about recognizing the thought pattern that leads up to it. Because I suspect what's happening here is that Candy's what we call catastrophizing. Candy's had bad critiques and so she's thinking she is seeing the end of the world here. She's saying, I'm being kicked off drag race, everything's going to shit kind of thing. And it's about learning to kind of tackle and and kind of jump off those negative the negative thought train, if you like, and learning how you can avert it and not quite get to the panic attack stage. So poor Candy's really going through it, but bless her heart, she's come back to the stage. She's yeah. had support from the medic and she's ready to lip sync. Mm. Now let's add to that. Just before this, they were asked the question again. The question. Who should go home? Now I want to say this. Simone, Rose, Candy and Got McAusset, Olivia. However, when Olivia was asked the question, she paused, she was trying to procrastinate. She was hoping to get away with it. Like, who was the queen? Who was there? Was one other queen where they let her not say a name? Oh, um, God. I can't remember. I, I, I can't really remember. I remember Scarlet Envy being really, really honest and said, like, really, you know, I can't say myself, so I kind of have to say Roger O'Hara. There was one person who got away with it. Uh, was it Juju B? No, was it North Stars? I don't remember. Please let us know on Twitter. <laughs> okay, but someone, someone got away with it, but Olivia didn't. And Olivia was... Olivia knew the whole time she was going to say Candy. Mm -hmm. But what happened there is Olivia did not want to say Candy. Olivia is scared of Candy and her reaction <laughs> and it confrontation. But she was too scared. Now, Cynthia Erivo said something really amazing. She said mm. that she was quite disappointed that Olivia didn't say a name. Because if you're not going to fight for yourself, who will? And exactly, if you're not going to be able to go to a competition and fight and say that you're better than them, yes, you have to say someone's name. That's the game. And, and that's spoken like someone mm. who's been in the game. So Cynthia is someone who has had to fight oh, for absolutely. her role. She is a black queen mm -hmm. in music theatre. Yeah. In the theatre, professional theatre. Yeah. She had to fight. She, she's been called back so many times between her and one other queen. Mm -hmm. And she's had to, to prove that she's better than them. So she's Definitely. fought for her right to be a lead actress and in any role that she's been in for so long and it's so nice to hear her say that if you're not going to fight for yourself no one else will do you know what disappoint me a little bit it's like uh, olivia is a little bit consumed i think with being perceived as a nice person and also i don't think she likes confrontation fair play to her and she was very afraid of candy's reaction but like this is the game it's rupaul's drag race you've yeah. got to say somebody somebody might pop off it afterwards but as long as your intentions are sincere then nobody can really criticize you. Absolutely. Now, let's look at the lip sync. But before we do, I want us to read our final review. Tom. Now, it's from Pursley. 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 Elvis Pursley. Yeah. From presumably Graceland in the United States. <laughs> um, really enjoy their dynamic and different perspectives and how it brings to the table. Keep up the great work. Love. Thank you very much, Pursley. Thank you very much, Pursley. From the <laughs> USA. Then these are all our reviews. Now, the lip sync. I want to say this. The lip sync between Candy Muse and Olivia gave me so much joy. It was very, very good. So much joy. It just it made me laugh. It made me want to be a part of it. It was mm -hmm. so 
it was so much fun to watch. I loved the thing that set Candy aside from uh, Olivia here mm-hmm. is that not only was uh, Candy having a good time and enjoying the music, but she was also letting the judges know. I'm here to kill her off. She showed fight, yeah. didn't she? she? Yeah, she showed that I'm here to kill her off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm strong enough. You got to go. Seriously. Sorry, ho. Why aren't you walking? <laughs> Why aren't you saying, Why are you still here? <laughs> Why are you talking? Why are you, ta- why are you talking? <laughs> she was really like that. So she had a combination of, I want to be here yeah. so much, and I'm also going to perform. Olivia gave a lovely performance. I think she did a great dance. There was a bit of salsa in there. There was movement. There was twirls. There mm. was, I believe, that she felt strong enough to just do whatever she wanted to do and that was the yeah. beauty of this it was a beautiful performance overall for me I liked it it felt like Olivia was every inch the dance in Disco Devo which fitted the share song perfectly um, I think Candy I agree with you she gave she made me laugh repeatedly and um, just showed lots of heart and lots of fight so um, it was it was a fitting win for Candy, but we did say if there was ever to be a double chante this season, this could have been probably there. should have been this. Sometimes an amazing performance doesn't have to be the queen who just did a backflip into a death mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. Sometimes someone makes you feel so good yeah. from watching them; they make you feel a certain type of way. And Candy's glitter and bomb as well. That's yes, really good. in the circle. So I mean, a great performance. We have the final four. Congratulations, Team Candy, or are you Team Gottmik, Team Simone, or Team Rose? Oh my goodness! We always we said it from early on. On, Candy was guaranteed this. She mm. signed a contract. Girl, she signed a contract. Can- I'm only doing this if I'm, I'm, I'm in the finale and she's here. I will say, yeah, like Candy had a bit of help earlier in the season. I can't argue with the results of the past couple of episodes. Like, she did win this lip sync. She was a worthy winner of the, the comedy roast. And so, like, it's like she's, she's given enough room to breathe for a late surge, let's say. Mm, look, she... She was just guaranteed every episode to the finale, Tom. Let's, <laughs> let's just call her for what it is. She was given every opportunity to stay. Yeah. Maybe it's because of what Rue did to Delia Sen. Like, okay, okay, the next dollhouse or House of Arge member will be guaranteed. Now let's, see how, let's see how the finale goes. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast, especially to all of those who sent us thank reviews. You so Our much, goal guys. was 20. We mm. have gone over 20. We are now on. Oh, God, my math, my math sucks. What's 7 plus 7 plus 9? 14 uh, plus 23. 9. 23. 23 over. <gasps> I mean, I'm not saying stop. If you send us a review, <laughs> please. You're not going to say stop. Please. You're not going to say stop. Come oh, come in. Yeah, sometime. <laughs> If you want to send it, please send us a review. Please keep rating and reviewing us to help us out. And of course, what we do, and we enjoy doing it. I love reading it to myself, but you know what? I need an audience. Yeah, absolutely. So I like reading it in front of people. Tom, (laughs) I'm that that kind of person. Uh, Yeah, I love love the response. So if you can, please rate and review us. Uh, If you don't, if you can't review us on the platform that you're listening to us, please go on podchaser.com. Let's see how much we can get. Uh, Why don't I throw a, a number up there? There. No, you no, think no, we no. can hit fifty. Oh no, no, no! Let's let's not set some sort of expectation. Like we've we've hit our mark, but anything else is a bonus. Yeah. Oh, so anything how many else? bonuses do you want? <laughs> Thank you very, very much to everyone for listening to Spillin' the GNT Podcast. You'll see us next time. This is Bolo and Dr. Tom. We'll see you then. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Mm-hmm.